Well, guys, I've had the privilege of introducing this show for the better part of the past year and a half. And look, we, we've had some tough shows to, to intro. We, we really have. But tonight is tough in a different way. And, and I have to open with just the, the absolutely unacceptable actions that occurred in the supporter section at the end of the game tonight. Um, we saw several beers getting thrown onto the pitch when folks were upset with a call. And I, I, I got to tell you, on behalf of the show, that is that is something that we absolutely do not condone and, and something that we would never, ever support. And if you find yourself in a situation compelled to throw an object of any kind onto the field, you're you got to check yourself because you're, you're, you're wrong. You can't do that. And you make you make everyone, every D.C. United fan look bad in that situation. I am absolutely livid. If you follow me personally on Twitter, I went off. That is Never the response you should have, regardless of what's happening on the field. It's ridiculous that we have had three home games at Audi Field, and the one that we happen to be losing, people are throwing stuff on the field. That is just unacceptable. John, you good with your mic? Is We're that continuing me? to have mic issues, which is you know <laughs> the theme of home games lately. I'm I'm just I'm just livid. It's it's never okay to do that. It doesn't matter if it's a bottle or a plastic cup because I or a can or a plastic cup because I don't think it was a function of people just like having. Is that me? Yeah, we think it's Sam. I, 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 I think it's, it's Sam, two. but. She's she's got a point there. Look, guys, it, it just makes us look bad, and, and we don't want that. Like, let, let's be class of MLS like we we used to be, as as you know, DC United, the original franchise. It's those two that are going off. Dynasty in the league, you, you just don't like to see it. And look, it was a tough game. We'll talk about it. I mean, DC United lose one nothing to Orlando City. Uh, it's suboptimal. But yeah, it never calls for a behavior like that. I will no. also call on DC United. I'm going to call on the Screaming Eagles, the Barra Brava, and the District Ultras. I don't care what group the individual who threw the can was from. I don't care if it was it, from individuals. None of the to be fair. Individuals, there you're right. There were many of them, and so it wasn't just after the call. It was yep. a little bit after the call, too. There were at least two that were thrown, and I don't care if they're a part of a group. I don't care if they're a part of none of the groups. They were part of the supporter yep. section, and every single group plus DC United needs to be looking at who those people were. You have yep. the technology. I know that you have cameras pointed at the supporter section. I know for a fact that a Screaming Eagle member was banned in the 2019 season for throwing something onto the field. So if you can do that to him, then you can do that to the people who did it tonight. And it's super unacceptable. I am livid. But but it's beyond just because DC United can can cancel a person, like a names ticket. It's up to the supporter groups to to enforce those rules because those people can find yeah. a way to get a ticket somewhere, somehow else. That's right. We have to enforce the rules uh, amongst ourselves almost and, and just not accept that. I, I turn my back on the field and, and turn my attention to the people in the stands throwing stuff and and, and, and told them in no polite words that that, that, exactly. that was enough. Yes. Like, let, let's... Look, man, yeah. it, it was a frustrating match, and it's okay to be upset. But Absolutely. We channel that in, in your chance. Like, express that in, in the way that you cheer for your team. Uh, it is actively, not, not through the way you throw stuff exactly. on the field. It is actively embarrassing when your own players need to be looking at your supporter section and telling you to stop doing anything. That's yeah. embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to be a DC United fan tonight. Like, well, it, that's horrendous. I agree with you, Sam. And. And if, if you looked from the supporter section, the, the first person over to tell the supporters to stop and to kick cans off the field was Kevin Paredes. Um, and 
that's a, that's a that's a young kid who's looking at an entire section of people who Adults. he's waited yeah. so long to play in front of, right? And, who are and he's so much older than him, right? Yeah. Also, that's not him looking at his equals. That's him looking at adults older than him. That's, that's right. got to be intimidating. And he talked to us, you know, before the season started about like, oh my god, I can't wait to you know play in front of got people, you know, oh pro- in front god, of fans, so and like, right. you know, it's 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 actually going to be weird for him because he's never really done it. And and this was the first home game that he played in, and that was the bullshit he had to deal with. And excuse my language, but it's unacceptable. And and when you also put it up on the context of we've spent the better part of the past fifteen months just wanting to be back in the stands and to have what we used to have and the opportunity to cheer on our fans, the fact that a very small group of us felt that they could potentially ruin that and jeopardize that for all of us is unacceptable. Uh, on, on, on no uncertain terms. I yeah. I mean, there's just nothing else to say. You're totally right. right. I'm just pissed off at it. Everyone, if you if you know someone who did it, you need to point it out. If you're a part of the supporter group, or if, if you were just if you were in the section, if you're not in the section, if you were not in the stadium, I don't care. You need to demand that these people face consequences because it's unacceptable. You are making every single one of us look poorly, and it's just unacceptable. Every single one of us needs to demand better. Joshua, calm us down. <laughs> well, we said we said before we started the show tonight that we wanted to make our points and we wanted to move on. Um, I've made my points. Sam taking a big slug of water. <laughs> Got anything I'm else? I'm just mad. I will. Yeah, you're Joshua, right. I need to take your breath. I, I, I've said mad. everything I need to say. All right, let's do this. We've never done this before. Let's try again. You didn't hit the button. Damn. So <laughs> so 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 close. This is Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And I'm excited to welcome you guys in a little bit later into the show tonight. But thanks for listening to us as we address things that needed to be addressed uh, to start tonight's show. But tonight, the Black and Red took on Orlando City SC at home. Uh, It was not the prettiest game to watch from a supporter's perspective. The Black and Red fell 1-0 to the Lions in a game where I just was, was longing for Either um, you know an awesome tackle at the very end and a long cross in to be headed home, or oh, or like perhaps uh, Sam. I'm sorry, your mic was. On. <laughs> but I was or, saying, oh man, well done. Or uh, you know maybe even just a worldy from like 70 yards out. Either of those things would have been great. We didn't get we didn't get them. Or from the corner flag, you know, just like whip it in when you get a, a cleat to the I, net. I think John is trying to, uh, you know, bring on Rooney of old, but he, he knew. I was also bringing on Rooney of old, yeah. that corner kick that Dom oh, Dwyer yeah. came. Oh up yeah. Yeah. Knee. That was a wave. That's I was a good also shout. Bringing yeah, it right. wasn't quite a corner kick, but it was a free it kick. Was almost, no, it was a free yeah. kick in the almost corner. In basically the corner. a corner was, kick. Yeah. yeah. No, it was a Dom Dwyer. If, cleats to the knee. If that game was at Yankee Stadium, it would have been a corner. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have been from the stands. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a one nil loss tonight. Um, and obviously, as you guys know, these days with the limited capacity crowd, we're not going to be sending it live to the press conference. We'll add that in later. Um, I am excited to hear what Hernan Lozada has to say. But, um, you know, DC United gave up a goal early on in this game. And, I, you know, I was teasing you guys on the ride over here. I was going to tell you what I thought about it. Obviously, Lasada is going to be upset about giving up that goal, but in in my opinion, I think he's actually going to be upset in the manner in which we gave it up because I looked at a, the couple of folks I was standing next to in the stands when it happened and was like, "Oh my god, we just we didn't even we didn't even attack for that ball. We we went back to defend, 
And then we just didn't, and we gave up the goal. And I think Lasada's going to be upset because Joseph Mora and and I don't remember who else was there. They should have pressed that ball a lot higher, a la the style. Yeah. <laughs> and if you gave up the goal after that, then that's fine, right? You did what you wanted to do, and they scored. But you didn't. You chose to go defend, and then you still gave up the goal. And I think that's why Lasada's going to be upset. Yeah, I'd love to. He- I mean, you just gave a great rendering of the goal. I'd love to hear what Joshua said for reasons i was not in the stands at the point of the goal um i'd like to point out that we are all drinking water so when it's a seems like a very high intensity podcast that's (laughs) possibly the reason is that we knew from the start we all needed to drink water but joshua what do you think went wrong into the goal i I think john summed it up pretty much it it was a sloppy goal and the defenses look pretty sloppy all year long and they've kind of overcome that with with high pressing throughout some stages but Someone needed to step to the ball, and there was a desperate lunge at the end. But it just was ugly defending, and a deserved goal for Orlando. And it changed the game how early it was on. I I, I think we see a completely different game if Orlando doesn't get on the board in the seventh minute. At one point, I think it was maybe uh, James Lambert said, um, "It's interesting that a team is parking the bus against DC United, right? Like when was the last time we saw that?" <laughs> but they sure were, right? But also it was what the 7th minute that Orlando scored and it's we should have been able to come back from that and I, there was no point during the game in which I really thought that we had clear-cut chances to come back from it or we had multiple opportunities and you kind of have I wonder do we chalk that up to the fact that Orlando did not have a midweek game and we did I mean I said that in our last pod Definitely that that factor. was a concern for me and who was who was it um, with the exact tweet from Hernan Lasada who said, let's check who Orlando played midweek. And <laughs> then he said, expletive, Orlando didn't play midweek. They're going to be really fresh coming into the weekend. Um, I don't yeah. remember exactly who that was. It might have been Jason Anderson, uh, maybe Goff. But, you know, we had kind of hoped that they were going to play midweek. They didn't. And I, I think you could really see that in the fitness. And I think going into um, – this game and especially how early it is again I've said every single pod you know getting used to the system and the high fitness that it demands you know we need time to recover in between games especially now and we just didn't get that from Thursday to today and we really saw it uh, look I, I I think there's a lot that you just brought up that that is true like I, I think yes it, it, it was weird to see a team kind of bunker against DC United but also, that's all that Orlando had to do. MLS is a very, very weird league in that it's very home-oriented. Like, yeah. if you win at home, you're, you should be good. And so, DC United's record at home was one of the very uplifting things of the season. Orlando bag a goal really quick against DC United away. And, and so, they're they're not expected to win. They're not ex- maybe not even expected to draw in this league away from home. And so, all they had to do was bunker. Uh, yeah. and, and they did a very good job. And yes, they were fresher. And I think that played a factor into DC United creating chances and scoring goals later in the game. But but you, you can't fault Orlando or Orlando for, for, for doing what they had to do here. Yeah, well, and I think the other thing, you said it spot on. And I mean, why not bunker against DC United right now? Because we can't, we, we still lack that, that, that just like prowess in the box, that, that, dominant finishing touch where if you get someone in there and and you play a whether whether it's a cross in whether it's you know you're you're trying to penetrate up the middle we just don't seem to have that finishing touch and 
I think tonight we, in a lot of ways, it's funny talking to someone in the stands too. I felt like we lacked some creativity, and and the counterpoint I got was that we actually might have had too creative of a lineup out there, and 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 they couldn't put it all together. Um, but either way, you you weren't seeing chances in the box, and if if that's the scouting report you have. You go up a goal, whether you're home, away, whatever. Why not? Why not park the bus? I I think I disagree with that. The only change we saw was Paul Ariola starting for Andy Nahar, right? We didn't. So it's as creative for Julian Gressel. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. We so it was as creative of a lineup that we saw last game to this game. So the only change in factor is the two three days rest that they had so I don't know if it's a creativity issue I think that the style that Hernan Lasada is playing is one that is very rigid in the press up but he also encourages his players to be creative and he kind of teaches around the creativity of the players which runs to make you know you have the runs outside you have the runs in the center of the box you have the runs kind of to the far post and those are the runs that are being made and it's creativity and depending upon which pass you make so I wouldn't argue that it was the personnel on the field today. I really just think that we didn't have the tank and the gas or the gas in the tank. I, I think my, my take on this is that Losada has done a good job of taking a, a roster that was not performing and making a performing team out of it, but there's no star of this team. Yeah. There's no Pozuelo, Lodero, yeah. Giovinco, if you want to go back that far, that, that Ooh. get the ball to him and he can change the game for you. I don't think that there's a player in that team and I, and I don't want to disparage any player on the field for however many minutes tonight for, for that, that that's just a fact of this roster. There's no player yeah. on DC United's roster that can just go on and score a goal. And, and, and if you can disrupt, like if you can defend to the point where that is not a factor, where the, the only thing that could beat you is one player having a very special moment, then you might be able to defend against DC United. I, I think the team, the goals that this team has scored have been very team based, getting to the end line and crossing right. it in. They're, they're not superstar goals. And, and it, I'm not asking for that. I, I think they're all good goals, but there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no player on the field that can break a game wide open for DC United. Right. So, and so that's we, easy to defend against, right? So, what do we think about taking Flores off at half? Or um, I'm sorry, I'm um, Perez off at halftime because I have personally always said that I would rather see a team goal than an individual goal because you can break down one individual, but it's harder to break down an entire team, and that's what kind of we saw from Orlando today. Yeah. But I think that. Perez offered a lot last game. Perez come out came off in the sixty fourth minute. You're right. uh, I think you're thinking of Nyman came off. Nyman came off at a half. Yeah, for Gressel. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that was a little bit of a tactical change. But regardless, right? Like Perez well, did come off, and we did see that tactical change kind of at half, and then fifteen minutes after, we we saw a significant difference from what we saw on Thursday. What Joshua? Oh, I'm I'm just gonna double down into my Perez hype right now. I think he is the heart of this team right now, and maybe not by like talent or skill. Or I, lo- think, I love to hear it, but I I think he is the the effort and the the will and the little bit of talent that is Lasada ball right now. You you almost want to call it grit. <laughs> no, I don't want to call it. Josh grit. said absolutely uh, because not it, uh, because it's sometimes pretty. Like uh, sometimes it, yeah, it, it's it beautiful is. soccer. What Perez has been doing out there, and I think. I think he's been the epitome of Lasada ball for me is that you, yeah. you can get in the space and you can do these movements and things that create goals. But yeah, DC United as a squad kind of lacked it tonight. And I yeah. think that was their downfall. 
I was disappointed to see Perez come off, but I wasn't surprised because he, he put in a shift in Columbus. He put in a shift on Thursday. I mean, th- there wasn't a whole lot of gas left in the tank. So I, I wasn't surprised. And I, and I continue to uh, commend Lasada for his, his usage of substitutes, which obviously was something I think a lot of fans, including all of us probably, were frustrated about, particularly in the latter days of the Ben Olsen era. But now that you've got five substitutes available for another entire season for reasons that are beyond my comprehension, you got to use them. And and he did tonight. And I mean, I don't know. We could have played another half hour. I don't know that we would have scored. But yeah. um, I still feel like the goal we gave up was not a good goal to give up. This this should have been a zero zero draw. Uh, and it, and it's there's no other way to look at it than it's drop points for DC United. Yeah, I think it's hard to say that also we needed to change kind of one thing to turn the game in our direction. The whole kind of game just wasn't really in our direction. I I, I think this is, man, this is such a fan thought, but a, a 3-1 loss to Columbus hurts me more than the one nothing loss against Orlando at home just because of how it played out on the field. Tonight I felt like Orlando got maybe a little fortunate. Maybe maybe we were at error in the moment, but over the course of the game, we 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 were you know head to head with them. Yeah, uh, Columbus. It felt like we kept shooting ourselves in the foot. And yeah, and so that was, so I I think you can build off of this game more than you can build off the Columbus loss. And DC and I came off the Columbus loss with a win. So you know who's who's to stop them from from doing it off of this Orlando loss. Yeah, I mean, I think this one was always hard. It's always hard coming off a midweek game into yeah, a, a weekend game. Exactly, especially when the team, you're right, you're facing didn't also have a midweek game. Um, and you kind of said the teams, was it you, Joshua, who said the teams that played midweek all kind of had a rough go of it this weekend, and that's pretty standard. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just unfortunate we always kind of knew this one was going hard. And then, I mean, next weekend we play Philly, which is a tough opponent, but coming off a week of rest and being able to recalibrate, I think we'll have a better chance going against Philly than we possibly did going against Orlando today. Yeah. And I hope next week, you know, we're seeing, I mean, we, we had heard this past week that there was a good chance that Bill Hamid could potentially be available tonight. He obviously wasn't. Hopefully that's true next week. Do you think, Sorry to cut you off. Do you think that Bill Hamid would have made the difference in the goal? Again, I didn't no. see the goal live. No, 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 so. no, no, no. I, okay. I don't. No. Um, Obviously, a leader on the field. Yeah. Steve Burnbaum and Donovan Pines might okay. have made the difference. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, um, but just looking at, at the composition of the team, like having more guys back, more leaders on the field back, I think those could be big deals going into a game against Philadelphia, who obviously are, are a very good and well-coached team. I mean, I'd love to see those guys back. And I commented during the game, I you could tell a little bit that the defensive players were a little bit hesitant to play it back to Kempin, I think, playing it back to his feet. And I also, possibly, that's just a function of Lasada's style, is that he didn't want Don't it going it all the way to back the to the keeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he wanted it going forward. We will have to see. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't notice it as much um, with Homeboy... Other goalkeeper. Nope. The other one. Sights. Thank you. I was like, Chris, something. I didn't notice it as much with Sights in goal. Possibly that was just me. But with Sights or Bill back in the goal, I would look more as to how much they're passing it back. Is it just a John Kempen thing? Or is it just that we don't want to be passing it all the way back to the keeper before we move it forward? Yeah. But I also, 
I also appreciate Losada saying that anyone on the roster could play, and I appreciate Kimpin's. Kimpin's, <laughs> Kimpin's uh, involvement in the game and, and you know Lasada rewarding people for showing out in practice um, it shows that if you're on the bench you're not going to be on the bench for the whole year you better stay fresh and you better stay ready but yeah I am also ready for those guys that have been on the injury list for a while to come back we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken and as usual if you want to get involved please jump into our YouTube chat our Twitter live uh, our Twitch chat. You can text the show or you can call the show at 540-986-4833. That's 540-9-United. We're pretty sure you can call the show, but we'd <laughs> love for you to give it a shot and then we'll, we'll know for sure. Um, one of the folks who's getting involved with us tonight um, is Paul Pino uh, on YouTube. And he says, he, I'm still the mind that we need to wait until midseason to really be able to make true judgments, which I, I think most of us would agree with. But he also included the fact that both Ariel and Gressel skied crosses tonight. Um, and, and you're honing in on something Ooh, that, buddy. at least within within the show here, we're, we're all very passionate about and we have our kind of sides on. But I think you're right. Um, I, I Oh, man, I've still yet to see the play I'd like to see out of you know those roles. I, neither Gressel nor Paul have, have impressed me a whole lot. Um, I'm biased. I'll admit that. As is Joshua, um, but <laughs> on opposite sides. So but, I kind of want to see you all face. Well, off. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Gressel's been healthy for a while, and he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot. And Paul has not, and also is not doing a whole heck of a lot. So I would still give the edge to Paul here, um, but I know Joshua feels differently. Look, it, it, it's just hard because we're literally not playing a striker right now, I, and so yeah. it's hard to judge a player who's who's. I mean, this is true for both Paul and, and Julian, where Julian requires someone to head the ball in from his crosses. And Paul has never been the lead number nine. He's always been a, a runner from deep. He was a right wing back from for Cholos in, in Liga Meki. And he was like a right wing when we had Lucho and and Rooney leading the charge. And he did well in both of his positions. And, and we just haven't seen anything from either of them. Really, I, I, look, I, I think we should give Russell credit for the crosses that he brought in. He has he has a number of assists, probably more than our $5 million DP. Uh, but, yes, it's been disappointing for Gressel because he doesn't. There, there's no finished product there. And, and then early signs for Paul, I don't want to judge too quickly, but it, it yeah. hasn't been great. He hasn't come on and been a revelation. Yeah, not yet. Sam? I... I we have seen less of Paul, right? So it's harder to judge on him. But do you want to reward a one-trick pony? And when that one trick is into the leading all-time goal scorer or the leading goal scorer of the season in Joseph Martinez at Atlanta, then it's super easy to say that that one trick is really successful. But if you come to another team and you're unable to adapt to what that team needs, are you rewarding that pony? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think DC United has zero ponies and they've had none I for quite said, a long time. Listen, check off on your <laughs> tried and true bingo. Take a shot if that's your game. We DC should do that. United putting out a bingo card. Well, I was going to say take, take a, a shot, shot based on said bingo card, but really both. Also both. Um, DC United has not had a in your blood, in your bones, scoring goal off scorer. anything yeah. goal scoring striker since 
I don't know, 2004. Like it has been years and years and years and years and years. And it's super frustrating. And we've had moderately okay forwards, right? Who are able to score goals and who are able to create. And sometimes in the system that you're playing, your goal scorer isn't necessary or your forward is not necessarily your goal scorer. Sometimes they're making those runs and scoring the goals. Sometimes they're a little bit of that DK decoy run. Sometimes you have a just a Josie Altidore type forward in which they're also holding up the ball and laying it off, right? Your forward is not necessarily always your goal scorer. I think that's a typical soccer thought, but more and more, especially in the current game, that's not always necessarily true, but DC United has had none of the above. Right. And it's very frustrating. And Lasada's gone on record as such. He said, I would prefer to play a, a true number nine, but I don't have one that is fit currently. And wow, that's just... Uh, not, not only not fit, but... Not on good. the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm still holding out for Roberta. MLS salary caps came out, and he's making double of what Ola came in. So that's a significant. I don't know what. Either that says something about Ola, or that says something about <laughs> Roberta. Take what you want, but th- there's a significant investment in Roberta, and so hopefully, he, he had like an injury that was you know based off of stuff that happened in his past on his hamstring. Hopefully, he comes back, and he is the solution. He is the Ola Kamar for Columbus Crew, the diamond in the rough that they found in the in the European leagues Which, deep down. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Hey, no, that's it. Which I think is the difference that you're seeing in this DC United team. And I hate to harp on this injury list because everyone does. And Lasada is super tired of hearing it. Yeah. But I think that that's the difference is that you're seeing is this very shallow bench that we have. And we're having to call it players who possibly wouldn't be seeing minutes otherwise. And if you had are starting first string roster and then you're calling upon the guys who are starting today who are maybe a caliber that they can fill in on these weeks that we have one game on Thursday and then one game on Sunday if you can play your starters and then you can play your kind of bench second tier players and or you're sprinkling them in with each other then you're able to get a better result out of a game like tonight. Subs today include Julian Gressel, Felipe, Kevin Paredes, Ola Kamara, Yamil Asad, Sam. Which one of those do you not think is quality? Can you read off the injury list? Because a lot of our starters are still on the injury list. I'm not saying that anyone on the bench is not quality. I'm saying that you have a higher level quality on our injury list than you have on the bench. I have uh, I could find Goff's injury list tweet, but I, I think most especially of them. Are, I defense, think most especially in defense. I think most of them are defensive now, but that but was, that's what matters tonight, right? That's oh, what happened I don't know tonight. That I agree with that. I, I, I think, but the goal, you all, I didn't see it, but you all said that the goal was kind of a defensive breakdown. So it, if you have those starters in Burnbaum, potentially Pines, it, it sort of was Pines Ike who are holding down the defense, and then but you, we need to score. Yeah, but uh, so you, even if we ship three, you got if we can't minutes. score any. The, the problems on but the, the difference end. tonight in the quick turnaround was being scored upon but uh, no I, I, I don't, don't think we created nearly enough I, I think with 83 minutes at home you have to generate a little bit more than we did and I, I, I don't fault our guys for trying I think they did a decent job of uh, of facilitating some sort of presence in the offensive half uh, I wouldn't say third but half at least. But they, they, they never really felt like they were putting one in. Galis has had a couple of the saves that, that looked decent, but uh, I wanted to see more. And and maybe they saw us play with no forward and, and two attacking midfielders up top midweek, and they game plan for that. I don't, I'm don't. i not I'm not sure. I, I do want to follow up, Sam. You asked for the official DC United injury list. Going into tonight's Thank game, 
players that are out, Eric Sorga, uh, Stephen Burnbaum, Bill Hamid, Jordi Reyna, Donovan Pines, Nigel Roberta, and Chris Aduyachem. Questionable was Griffin Yao, uh, Jacob Green, Russell Canals, and Joseph Mora, and I believe three of the four of them made the bench tonight. And so I, when I look at the players that are out right now, there are still some significant names there, but it is definitely getting better than it was a couple weeks ago. Absolutely. You're right. I, I, think I, you're circle, absolutely I circle Burnbaum. I circle Hamid. I circle Pines. Canals. And Canals, as, absolutely. Well, Canals was questionable and was available tonight. So I, I, I did not – I was looking at just the players who were ruled out, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's not to, to dismiss the players who I, I didn't circle there – but I think when when you bring back a couple of those guys that I named, you then are looking at a at a much more normal injury list. You're going to have players that are unavailable. I think those different ma- difference makers are primarily on the defensive end, and that's where I'm a little bit concerned that I, I just don't think we created enough tonight. And and if you bring those defenders back, yeah, per- perhaps you don't give up the goal, but how are we not scoring a goal or more at home? That's where the concern for me is. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. You're right. Maybe that comes in the summer window. Yeah. We said last game, this is not a Lucy Rush, Rush, Rothen. Lucy Rushton. 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 Yeah. Um, and Lasada. <laughs> <laughs> These are not players that they signed. They came into a team that they are just having to work with. Yeah. So potentially when they are able to make moves, it's a little bit more of the team that Lasada wants to be working with. But I'll give you a glimmer of hope, Sam. I mean, a lot of these guys have gotten healthy in the past like week, you know, and we played two, two, we played three games in the past week. Right. Yeah. And so in terms of installing we them, and, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. But in terms of installing them and, and getting them as part of the system and things on the field, there hasn't been a ton of time for that. And so yeah. to see some rust, isn't terribly surprising. I think when you move to next weekend, you know, you, you, you expect another player to might be healthy, but when you look at everyone that was available tonight, I would expect for them to be a lot more comfortable and and a lot more, you know, ready to to show what they can do against Philly with with a full week of practice. My take is that Losada performed a miracle midweek. He, he got a team that was half full of MLS. Re- nah, that's harsh. MLS rejects is so harsh. <laughs> M- uh, team, he guys- said it though. He said you have a. F- a lot of guys who are overlooked by other teams, I think was his verbiage. By so overlooked team ends cut. <laughs> we had a team of guys Damn. who were cut by a, lo- a lot of MLS teams and, and signed from MLS or USL. And he, and he got a win with that team. And I said it after last game, you had to win one of these two games. And, and if you get three points from two games, you're doing pretty good. Yeah. And so I'm not really mad at it. There was a drop off Skundrich who was so good midweek. Kind of meh today. Yeah. Uh, Perez, uh, I, I thought he gave a good account for himself today, but he was fantastic midweek. Kind of, I mean, relative drop-off. Uh, and, the, and the rest of the team kind of the same, right? They they weren't as up to the snuff as they were midweek. Yeah, and I've said this before. We now have a week. We play Philly, who's going to be a real test, right? And then we have another know. week. Red Bull helped them to one goal. It was, right. it was well, a close game. Screw New Jersey. So <laughs> we have Philly, and then we have another week, and then we go to Miami. And we travel to Miami, right, which is a little bit of a distance. And then we have the international break. So I think these two games we need to get some points out of. And then after that break is when you're really going to see how he has this team driving together. Because I think that at that point, a lot of our injured players are going to be coming back. And he's going to get a real taste of what this team can provide to him in this system. 
I think we had three players listed on uh, provisional lineups for that. For that, I, I think Paul was slightly on the Gold Cup. Uh, I'm sure yeah, he is. He, he is. Uh, Moreno and then uh, Mora was also on the Costa Rica team, and so look, that's Having the those majority. Three out, yeah, the majority though, of the roster is that's still not, that's three humans. No, 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 no. Uh, the majority of the roster in camp I'm to sorry. train with Lasada for an extended period of time, basically a month. Yeah, it, we could be looking at a different DC United team coming out of this international break. But yes, I think two, some sort of points, at least hopefully one out of these next two games, and, and I would feel a lot better. I would hope either one out of both or three out of one of them would be my goal for these two games. Yeah, <laughs> I, John, it took me a second. I was head. like, "What are you saying?" <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's not going to be easy, but I think post Gold Cup is when I expect things to be really starting to click, or we're starting to be maybe at least raising some question marks. Because at that point, ooh, I don't know if we're raising question marks. I, I, I mean, I I didn't necessarily say about you know everything in a whole as a whole, but like if things aren't working. We need to start asking why. Making moves. I think. Sure. I think at Making this point. Right. Yeah, I think at this point we we there there are plenty of reasons why we're not winning every game right now, and we all understand that. As we get into the summer, we should be looking the part, and if we're not, I think we need to start asking why. That I'm not necessarily saying that's Lasada. I'm not saying that's specific players, but we will need to investigate further as to why we're not getting the results we expect to get. Look, man, Sergio Aguero's contract is it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. We'll see what happens. And, and yeah, I think there's, I think that's fair, John. I, I think we get halfway through the year. We can, we can start asking for more. I look, it, I, I'm always for the fan asking more. When I go on rants on here, I'm just, it's all out of making DC United better. And I, and I think they're in a good spot right now. I think, Maybe there's some more work to be done. And I think Lasada could probably do that with the current squad right now. If results go down, then maybe it's time for some new, you know, some new blood in the squad or, or, or definitely nothing changing with the coaching team. We already went through that whole drama, but um, <laughs> something to change. I would venture to say we're seeing new blood regardless in the summer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I where, think regardless of where the, at, if you're so bold to say, well, b- before you answer that though, I agree, Sam, I, I think it would be a disappointing, it would be disappointing to add a new game changing head coach, like Arnon Lasada and, and bring in someone like Lucy Rushton to make such a difference in terms of analytics and in terms and of the GM and then make no moves in the summer. I mean, that would be, <sighs> that would be shocking or sitting on a stack. Uh, of Gam Tam or whatever you all remember, we made all those trades. We yep. like sold uh, the guy that, that was with Blackburn Rovers rights. We we got Lucho's rights, and we we so we're sitting on a stack of Lee money. I would venture to say we'd see a forward based off what Joshua just said that Erlan Lasada would love to play with a true number nine. I I think it might be Roberta just like going and this is just speculative. We off, need a backup still though. off of the uh, Ola Kamara is probably the backup. Uh, just going know. off the roster nope. amounts. Uh, uh, I don't think Roberta is slightly under the league max and Ola is on a cheap now. But yeah, I, I think Ola probably is the backup in that situation. And it, I think that can be true and also frustrating that you potentially have Roberta, um, you've got Ola, you've got Sorga, and you've got Kamarni Smith. And Someone's if you look leaving. past Roberta and you're like, we need more, then yeah, you've you've Someone's probably got to get rid of somebody. 
The question then becomes, how do you unload these people? We, we, yeah, we've got a full roster, and, and that was a question when it came to the, the Skundrick signing. It was like, a move has to be made, and lu- and luckily we get the like the league emergency injury signing, and, and I think that's how Skundrick is is you know legal to play for DC United. But yeah, we <laughs> it's a weird situation for DC United. This is problems teams like Seattle and Atlanta have, where you have a bunch of players, and now if you want to bring someone in, you got to move someone on, and uh, no, maybe it means moving someone to Loudon on a permanent basis, and, and we don't get to bring them back for the rest of the year, or, or something like that. But like, I, I'd be open for it. I would not be surprised within what three months that that Lucy Rushton and Arnold Lasada haven't zeroed in on their number nine for the future. That's a big investment for any team ever, and I, I I'd be surprised if DC United were were quick at the trigger to pull that one. Yeah, I. We are very heavy in the midfield players, and I don't see us signing someone in the midfield. So when you ask me what this team needs to improve, in my mind, it's either the midfield or within the system, it's either the midfield or the forwards, and I don't see that happening in the midfield, which is why I said the number nine. Well, speaking of making improvements, we here (laughs) at Tried and True are excited to partner with Manscaped uh, for this episode, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Uh, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free shipping worldwide, and we see you out there. There are people around the world that listen to this show. Yeah. Yeah. Using the code TRIEDANDTRUE at manscaped.com. So the 4.0 is brand new. It literally launched two weeks ago or something like that. We are super excited to have received the 4.0s and to be launching that for you all. And Joshua, I'm going to let you talk about your experience with it. Yeah, it was just lucky to to have the privilege to try it out. I I thank Manscaped for that. I got to say it's something, guys, if you if you don't have a dedicated product for that, which which I'm betting you don't. Uh, it's something that you didn't know you needed until you have it. it it's a, a very quality I said last week. Yeah, yeah no. And, and it rang true. Like you said that before I tried it and then I tried it and was like, wow, I, you know, I, look guys, you don't want to be using your face razor down there. You don't want your down there razor on your face. Like l- let's avoid that whole problem. Let's get something that's dedicated to, to your, you know, your groin area or your body and, and, and something that's going to do a good job at it, you know, and not just like, multi-purpose and, and that's what meant the manscaped 4.0 lawnmower is it's fantastic you can use it in the shower if you need to it's got a flashlight which is super helpful for seeing those hard to see areas and, and the ceramic blade does a good job of not cutting or pinching or anything i i loved using it I, and look i i have a lot of guys and girls in my family and i will definitely be recommending it to them yeah females i said it last time i know there are at least a couple of you um i received a lawnmower 4.0 i tried it i absolutely loved it like joshua said the little flashlight is super convenient um the light in my shower is out so the light the (laughs) flashlight was super convenient to see i was very hesitant about cutting myself because obviously i'm sure you guys too that's like a really sensitive area and you're very tentative about it i totally did not cut myself also i'm super susceptible to razor burn and i didn't use any shaving cream or anything like that and there was absolutely no razor burn so i cannot recommend this product enough i know it's from manscaped but ladies absolutely try it out also 
You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code tried and true at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code tried and true. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And thank you again to Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Love it. And with that, let's reward, reward, let's award our man of the match, the team. I paid attention today. You guys will be proud of me. The team gave it to Paul Ariola. That was announced uh, as all hell was breaking loose in the supporter <laughs> section. Um, I was a little bit surprised with the shout, although I, I, I do think, and, and actually, I didn't want to circle back to it because we had kind of moved a little bit past it, but there was a comment in the chat about the fact that they thought Paul did bring a little bit of a spark to the team today. And and I, I think that's true. His his energy level is is it's there and it's it's contagious sometimes. And so I I agree with that. I don't know that he's necessarily my man of the match. Um I, I oh man, I think for me it was it was so fun to see Kevin come in, but I know Sam's gonna pick Kevin, so I can't pick him. Um, oh, we're not picking because other people are picking it's always that's fun well, to pick other true. people. It's always fun to pick other people. Let him have his thought process. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I'll tell you. I think I think Fred Briant had a great game tonight. Um, I, I think he played really well. He's continues to redeem himself for the, the the performance in Columbus that was you know below par for him. Shocking, and it was, but and also unlucky too, right? I mean, it wasn't. He didn't just put in a stinker. It was a bad performance with some bad luck. But, yeah, I, I think Fred did a great job tonight, again, anchoring a, a, a second, third, or fourth choice back line. Yeah, I will give it to Kevin. We're just going to remain on brand tonight. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it during the game. I don't know. No one really kind of rose to the top and really put their mark on the game. But I really enjoyed when Kevin came on. I think he had a lot of – passion he had a lot of moves that had the fans really cheering he had a lot of yep. turns on some players he was fouled a couple times that I don't think were necessarily called but they looked like fouls in the stand that really got the fans hype about it and I don't know if there was another player who brought that hype at least to the fans right which to me says something when there's a game going on and the fans are just chanting about the game and there's one specific player who gets the fans riled up about things that are happening at and around them that says something to me and that was kevin paredes tonight i thought he had one of the best shots of the game tonight too it was yeah it was at the far end but it, i was it, so proud of him good. yeah that was such a like confident shot he had a couple yep. turns in the boxes he had put possibly a shout for something at the very end of the game so yeah i'd like to see that one back yeah <laughs> joshua <sighs> like sam said i i think it, it's a tough night to reward a man on the match no one really starred for DC United, it was kind of a you know a meh performance. I'm I'm gonna give mine to Perez because I think he showed decent. Actually, I think he showed above par for a, a below par DC United, if that makes sense. Uh, and I think he's done it for a couple of weeks, and he's one of those guys like uh, I'll quote Lasada from Sam, it, overlooked by other MLS teams. And and so for a player to overcome that and, and come into this DC United squad, which is facing a lot in itself, uh, a lot of turnover, a lot of change, a lot of adversity. He's coming in and put in what three performances now that I think he can be pretty proud of. Um, yeah. Uh, and so in a game where we lose that we hate to, you know, unfortunately don't have a goal scorer or, or someone who dictated the game. I'll give mine to Perez. Yeah, and a couple shouts on YouTube. You know, folks folks tend to agree with us um, here, and, and there's a good point in here from uh, Paul Pino again. 
like a couple exchanges between Flores and Ariola sucks. Perez kind of faded a little bit, and and I think that's you're right. It, it definitely sucks, but he's played a lot of minutes lately, and I and I suspect that you know he's he's sort of like the Energizer Bunny out there, right, Joshua? And and I think we're gonna see more and more of that, and we're gonna see it turn into quality as the season goes on, and when we're not playing three games in eight days, hopefully. So I'd love to get a a general temperature check, which maybe unfairly came from a lot of perspective of people on I'm this podcast. I'm kind of hot, but I've got long sleeves on. Oh, you mean about yeah, sorry. This, I can turn the air down for it if you want. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Um, so, where are you all? We're not down on the soda ball, right? We just we kind never of agree. Were. No, I'm done. No, I'm, I just want to take a temperature check because there was some perspective that pe- people on this podcast were kind of down on the soda ball, and I want to give everyone each week the opportunity because we're still getting used to this system personally I think this was just a hard night it was always going to be a hard night but we are still miles and miles ahead of where we were basically at any point last season and we only have up to go from here and I'd love to hear what you all have to say yeah I'll take it Uh, I I think uh, it's a very neutral uh, it's a fair take to say that DC United probably would have been outmatched by this Orlando team without Lasada. I think he's done a lot of work with a very little a team that's very injured against a very, team that's very good. Orlando are one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference right now, believe it or not. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to say, uh, but, but you're right. Between Muller or so, Nani, all those players, they're, they're pretty good, and they're coached by it. Uh, guys. If you don't know Oscar Perry, he's an MLS legend. He did work at FC Dallas without very little money. He's doing yeah. a good amount of work over at Orlando City. I'm not mad at the result tonight. I, I think I'm a little frustrated, and I think Lasada will be as well, that he doesn't have the nine to play the style that he wants. I think he's making yeah. do with what he has right now, and, and, and that put in a good shift in the 90 minutes. Uh, you know, what, lost one nothing, but it was an early goal, and then Orlando kind of buckered. I feel good about it. Yeah, tough night at the office. I mean, I, I think when, when Lasada ball was introduced and we saw the injuries that came on, I thought, oh, Lord, we're going to be shipping four and five goals a game trying to play this high-pressing style. And it's gonna suck, and we haven't done that. You know, we we shipped four in San Jose, and and you know that was that was that was a really off game. But other than that, we've been sound defensively, and I think Lasada and and the back line, the the third or fourth or fifth choice back line right now, deserve a ton of credit for that. I mean, we've we've played really well defensively, and and the problem does it just comes down to the fact that. We, we can't we don't have that true number nine that I think we're gonna fix and hopefully you know maybe maybe it's on the roster maybe it's Roberto or maybe Kamara comes comes back out of this you know I I think there's still Marnie. hope there and it, you know Kamarni's showed some signs oh, too put in your faith in draft picks. <laughs> I love but it. if it was a generated Adidas signing Joshua would have been all in on him. <laughs> but <laughs> but look I'm with you I think no Losada ball is is still moving in the right direction there's a lot of things to be excited about um and we'll get there. Okay, fair. Yeah, good yeah. wrap-up, I think. So looking ahead, we talked a lot about it. DC United play Philly on Sunday. Uh, is it really at 7 p.m.? Yeah, it is. That's nice change of pace. what I'm talking yeah. about right there. <laughs> That's <Let's go>. early. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring on the, uh, the the sun lines on the cameras. But, hey, you know, I like it. It's And it's going to help us do the show earlier, which is really what we're talking about. <laughs> um, before tonight's kickoff, Philly, Sam, you zoomed in on something here. and I don't They, know they were tied in, <laughs> tied for first in the East with eight points. So. Okay. And yeah. did they play tonight uh, or last night? Last night. Okay. Yeah. Um, Loudon, we talked about a little bit midweek. They play the Red Bulls 2 on Tuesday. That's their home opener uh, out at Segra. 
uh, on Tuesday this week. So looking forward to that. Always a fun game. And the Spirit drew 1-1 tonight. That's what I was zooming in for you. <laughs> I got it. There was just a bunch of words, and they were covering up other words. I didn't Yours know Yours is updating. Who do they play? Uh, Orlando. Yeah, we they played p- Orlando also twice. Played Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> they had the lead for a while, and uh, yeah. unfortunately gave it up. It was their season opener, though, so they're also kind of building into it, and they have a lot of new pieces that they're building yeah, in. Another rebuild there as far as DC franchises <laughs> and soccer. Yeah. But we're building to bigger and better things this season all around. And they'll play again before United do. That's Friday the 24th. First at 7.30 p.m. is the next uh, Washington Spirit game. I believe that's a way, too. So you can probably watch it on Paramount Plus or Twitch, just knowing. One of the various services that yeah. show soccer <laughs> these days. Uh, we'll give a shout to our friends at Across the Pond. Uh, we, we appreciate their support, pushing our content, pushing our show, uh, and pushing our sport. You know, they, they show all the games. They do a great job in terms of specials for the games. I think they've got a cool cocktail they do during DC United games and, and several other things. And you can harass uh, Sam's brother, <laughs> which is really what we're all about here on Trident. We're all about it. <laughs> It's weird. I, I leaned into harassment, and we we're not about that. That was I gotta, I gotta back that. that one off a little bit. If you want to mess with Sam's start of the show, yeah. that's the whole thing. Man. <laughs> now, for 24 years of my life, I was all about giving my brother, little brother nonsense, and I support everyone else to do it too. <laughs> okay. What do we I'll miss? Just, I'll do the reminder to to like, subscribe, follow. What are we doing to that like button? I you you smash it <laughs> like a Julian Gressel cross. Oh, uh, right to the keeper of the other team. I've been, I've been, <laughs> I was gonna say the I get deck. the benefit of tracking the the podcast downloads. So if you're in a cool place or you have a VPN and can set it to a cool place, <laughs> I will see that and I will think that you are awesome for putting <laughs> downloading our podcast from somewhere unique and exotic. Uzbekistan. <laughs> yes, please uh, watch us actually get a download from there. I like it. I'm also gonna shout. Um, that we are going to Atlanta in September, which is super far away. But I've heard from the Screaming Eagles that we have had Multiple. one or two people yeah. yeah, sign up and get tickets to the Atlanta game, which is super hype. We're very excited for that road trip. We're doing that. And then we're doing Greenville. So if you want to just like hop on the we're road fun. trip we'll down to John Greenville. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to shout that too, that Look. I'm super excited for that away trip. And I know more than one of you has signed on for tickets for that so i hope more people join us call in line will be open but we also have extra mic boxes so you might you might end up on the <laughs> show right. back in the hotel room with us it's joshua's birthday make and his I, dreams come true you might need to fill in for me seven <laughs> that's right <laughs> and drunk in the bed. and if you're lucky yeah. i'll even turn your mic on <laughs> do we miss anything else uh, that's it for me, man. Yeah, I think it was good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us this week here on Tried and True. We'll be back next Sunday night as I try to frantically get back to our closing <laughs> song right here on Tried and True, the DC United Post Game Podcast presented by Heineken. Hey, Coach, it's Zach. Can you hear me? Hey, Zach. All right. Hernan, do you want to give some opening comments before we open it up to questions? Yes. Uh, I would like to tell that um, if there is one way to lose, this is the way. Uh, a way where you dominate the whole game. A way where the opponent doesn't know what else to do to, to neutralize the game, to make time, to... They parked the bus. It's like they didn't want to play after they scored the goal. And 
and that's a lot for a team with the quality of Orlando. Uh, all their their stars, uh, I, I I didn't see him on the field, and that's thanks to the effort and and the the game and the and the team, the, the way they work and the way they play today. I'm very impressed. I mean, every weekend we are we are improving and new players are coming in and, and you see that the group is getting bigger and there is more competitivity in the group and uh, once again if you if you're going to lose uh, at home our home reputation the first home defeat and uh, this season it has to be this way um fighting until the very last second trying uh, absolutely everything not to, to, to tie the game, to win the game. Uh, and if there is a team who played to win, it was DC United. So, incredibly proud of the performance of the team. Uh, not only because that's the way DC United wants to play and will play, but also because of the opponent. Orlando is uh, has, has a lot of individual quality. And, and we, when you neutralize that individual quality, the way DC United tonight did, uh, I think we are in a good way. Great. Thanks, Coach. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Hi, Hernan. Thanks for your time. Um, how, how frustrating was it for you? And do you think how frustrating was it for the players, uh, not only because of Orlando's tactics, but because of the inability to, to break through and, and, and get that goal? It's, it's part of the game, Steve. Uh, I mean, it's legitimate that Orlando uh, play this way and, and decide to, to use these tactics to win the game. And it's, it's football. I mean, it's, uh, uh, I don't have any problem with that. Um, but I, I wouldn't like to win a game this way, to be honest. If, if you see a, a, a win of this United this season of whenever it is with me as a coach winning this way, uh, I wouldn't like it. So, of course, it was frustrating because we try absolutely everything uh, to try to change tactics, to make the, the field white with Kevin and with Julian, to put Ola in the box. At the end, we ended up playing with Frederick Brian as, as the number nine, and, and it was exciting. I mean, there are many different ways to lose a game. On a home game, you are um, obliged to give something to the fans. You need to play for them. You need to entertain them. And the way we tried to play, I think, was was with a big heart. And that's the way we want to play in front of our fans. And hopefully we can also start to play this way when we go away. We'll go to Pablo next. Fernando, I just wondered um, what you thought of Paul, uh, both out wide in the first half and a little more centrally in the second half. What, what did you make of his, his return um, and his effect on the game. Thanks. Paul was great. Uh, very happy with uh, his return. We all know how important he is for, for the team. And he started playing white as a wingback, but a, a very offensive wingback. I should say more a winger than a back. Uh, we caused a lot of trouble on that side to the point that uh, they changed Nani to the other side. And after five minutes, they put an extra centre-back to play with, a, with an extra defender. In the second half, when we came back, uh, Paul had more a free role, and Julian was more the wing back. 
to press them even even higher and to give Paul uh, more, more freedom up front to connect with Adrian Perez and with uh, and with Edison. And of course, uh, we couldn't expect more than 60 minutes for Paul. He come uh, from a long revalidation, and I was very pleased with uh, the hour he played. Uh, but we knew we knew that 60 minutes was his maximum, and from here on, he will keep on building up, uh, looking for 90 and looking to be uh, week in week out um, uh, sharper than than today. But very pleased with his performance. We're going to Jason Anderson. Uh, hi, Arnon. Thanks for speaking with us. Um, you mentioned Orlando went to five at the back. Uh, you not just made the halftime sub, but then the triple sub seemed like you were trying to get more numbers forward. How do you think the team dealt with the fact that Orlando added that center back, went much deeper in their, their entire setup? Yeah. You, the goal was to stretch that defense with Kevin and with Julian. To create more space uh, through the through the middle, through the center, you know that with crosses, we don't have that target uh, forward uh, to win the duels in the box. So the goal was to not stretch the field to put crosses, but to stretch them to create one v ones on the side with Kevin. I think he he came in very well, but also to combine through the middle at the end with Assad with Flores. Uh, with Felipe, um, so yeah, I, I don't think we could try more than this. Um, uh, and, and at the end was a lack of a lack of uh, inventivity, a lack of um, being fresh in the last pass in the final third. And of course, when you play against a team who is very deep in the, in in, the, in their own box with numbers and with tall physical guys, it's never easy. But anyway, uh, they didn't even have any chance in the counter. Uh, we control every single second ball and the defense was very high. John Kempin, I think he, he doesn't need to, to take a shower today. So I don't think we could do, we could do more than what we did. And I can only congratulate my, my players with the effort they did. Go to Emily Olsen. Hi, Coach. Thanks for the time. I want to touch again on Paredes and the impact he did. This is the first few minutes uh, in the game that we're getting to see him. Uh, did he make the impact? You talk about him stretching the game, but did he make the impact that you, you were asking of him? And more specifically, at the end of the game, where there could have been a call, what did you see on that play with Paredes? Yeah, Kev's uh, last game, I think, was November last year, so... Kevin is coming from from far and very happy with his uh, his thirty minutes. The goal was to create one v ones on the side, to really isolate him, to try to to make difference, to to create a little bit of chaos. I like to give to the create creative players freedom in the, on the final third, and Kevin is one of those players where you don't need to tell him too much. Just give him a spot on the field where he feels comf comfortable and confidence. And I think that's his best spot, uh, starting from the left side, uh, uh, with no, not much uh, defensive um, responsibility, where he can be fresh to make his action. So from here on, hopefully he can keep on, on improving on the physical part to, to give us 30, 40, 45, 50, 
and hopefully after that break that we have after Inter Milan, we can get uh, the best version of Kevin Paredes. We'll take one more question. We'll go to Sarah. Good evening, coach. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. I know it was a tough result tonight, but there was so much promise and so much creativity from the players and just an outstanding effort. And I was curious what you think we need to build on for our next match against Philadelphia. Thank you. Well, I see week week after week uh, a lot of improvement. Um, I didn't see a DC United tired today while we play on Thursday, Thursday evening. Orlando didn't have a, a midweek game and I was expecting heavy legs, but uh, I didn't see that. So that's huge. That's huge for with the way we want to play. Um, you need to invest a lot of energy to be constantly pressing in the, in the half of the opponent. And we did it the whole game long. So uh, even on the, from the physical point of view, I, I saw a better DC United than what what have what we need to improve is is of course finding ways against these type of opponents to still create danger, maybe more shooting from outside the box, maybe more combinations or one twos uh, down the wing sides uh, instead of high crosses, more low crosses, cut passes or early crosses, um, and I don't think you can do more than that. So we're going to keep improving, finding ways to score goals. And that's definitely a weak point if you, have, if you want to find something. But on the other hand, um, as long as you create the danger we create today and the danger we create against Chicago, and actually the danger you create every single game, um, sooner or later you're going to score goals. So um, being patient, keep on building up, keep on giving confidence to the players, keep on building that fitness of the players that are um, joining the group and coming back. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, a lot, a lot of games to come, and I'm sure DC United will, will keep improving. Coach, that's all. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks, Zach. Bye. All right, folks. Paul Ariola is coming up next. Go ahead and raise your hands now for Paul. Thank you. Zach? Hey, Paul, Zach, can you hear me? Zach, how's it going, man? Good, buddy. All right, we'll get started. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Paul, thanks for your time. Um, I wonder if you could just talk about the, the maybe the frustration um, that was there throughout the game after Orlando scored so early and the inability to get, get that equalizer or even uh, go-ahead goal. Yeah, soccer's cruel, obviously. Um, you know, that's, that's how some games go, right? I think obviously from our, from our perspective, I think we, you know, we deserve to, to minimum get a, get a tie out of that game. Um, I think, I think the frustrating part is, is conceding early um, and, and conceding first, which we've done in, in the majority of our games this season so far, um, which obviously is, 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 is something that we, uh, you know, as a collective group need to need to continue to work on that. Um, and then after that, obviously not being able to, to finish some chances, but, um, you know, obviously I, you know, I really only like to speak kind of, you know, from, from my own opinion on myself, um, you know, I, I, you know, I felt great to be out there, uh, with the guys and, and to be able to get, you know, a, 
a good run of, of, you know, 60 plus minutes out there. Um, but yeah, I think we, you know, we still have a lot to work on, but, um, for this being real, really my first game, um, uh, you know, I consider my, my real first game back with a team. Um, you know, it was, it was good to, to see guys and, and be able to, you know, create some, some good moments and, and have some good chemistry with some of the guys. We'll go to Jason Anderson. Uh, hi, Paul. Thanks for speaking with us. Uh, you mentioned the chemistry, and obviously you played a couple different positions tonight. They're not new positions to you. Um, but how did you feel playing both the wingback role and that central role in this system specifically? Yeah, today, you know, obviously, I think, you know, the one thing that that Hernan and, and the coaching staff did uh, specifically tonight was, was, you know, obviously they put me in a wingback role. Um, but it, but it wasn't a typical wingback role that, you know, they have a really good understanding of, of the personnel that they have and the, obviously the type of style and player that I am. Um, and so, yeah, you know, obviously I started in a wingback role, but really, you know, I, I wasn't really defending too much, um, you know, especially in the first half, obviously playing in that, in that position, but, you know, they, they encouraged me to get high to try and get to the left back, um, you know, which, which is good. You know, obviously we're, we're, we try and be an attacking type team and, and, always on the, on the forefront and, and high pressing and stuff like that. So for me, it was exciting. Um, and then in the second half kind of playing in a, uh, you know, it, it was kind of like a hybrid uh, free role um, that I, that I had, um, you know, I obviously love that. I want to be, I want to be close to goal. I feel like I can really help the team uh, create chances and, and obviously finish chances. So for me to be able to do that and, and, you know, Edison and, and Adrian, I think have had, um, you know, really good games the past couple of games. So it's exciting to be up there with them. Um, you know, and I think it's just kind of putting everything together. Um, you know, that, that's kind of that's kind of my takeaway from from obviously my performance and, and you know, the, the team's performance. We'll go to Mauricio Gomez. Uh, well, congratulations on your return. Uh, Coach Sada said that you did an excellent job on those 60 minutes that you played. Uh, what do you think uh, the team right now needs to improve to get that um, – that win because he did an excellent job more shots um more do, uh possession of the ball but uh what is the last uh little piece that is needed right now to uh to win yeah hi mauricio i, I just think you know it, it's just it's just about not conceding first you know uh, you know we we obviously put ourselves in a, in a tough position when when we concede first i don't know how many real chances orlando had but but obviously, you know, for us, it's a it's a big point to be to be a very strong team at home. Um, that you know that that's extremely important for us, and, and we believe that that's one of the keys that, to having a, a really successful season is is being dominant at home. Um, and obviously, you know, tonight I, I think we were we were dominant for for most of the game, but at the same time we were also trailing most of the game. So it, you know, it, it's a tough it's a, it's a tough game. It's it's kind of a, a tough situation and, and tough pill to swallow because. Um, you know, we were down for most of the game. So I think overall, um, you know, it's important for us not, not to concede early. You know, that, that's the main thing, but that comes from, uh, you know, that, that, that's everybody that, you know, that's something that we all need to work on uh, as a group to get better. Paul, we'll take two more questions, man. We'll go to Jimena next. Thanks, Paul. Um, how do you feel about the statement that coach said about the other team killing time? He said, this is the way to lose. If we are, if we are going to lose at home. Do you feel the same way? Uh, I'm sorry. What, uh, what was the, 
what was the um the statement he said that this is the way to lose if we're going to lose at home it was a very positive statement said, yeah yeah i yeah yeah i i understand i understand sorry i haven't i haven't seen it yet um but yeah I, I think you know to be honest with you i feel very confident in our team and the way that we play um you know i i think teams should be scared to to come in right at, you know and, and i was here obviously when the when the stadium Audi field opened up um you know, in, in 2018, and the way that that teams felt coming in was difficult, right? Our, our fans were 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 crazy. That it was loud. The 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 field was amazing, and, and we had a, we had an amazing run at home. Um, and I think since then we haven't really had one. You know, obviously 2019 and 20 they weren't they weren't real strong seasons at home. And, and so for us, I think like I like I mentioned in the previous question is is that we want to be as strong as we can at home, um, and we believe that that's a that's a that's a huge key to to success for for our season and, and so yeah i think you know people need to be need to be scared at home and, and obviously again it, it goes back to us conceding first you know if we don't concede first I, you know i believe we we take complete control of the game and, and we finish the game um you know a couple goals up but um yeah overall you know i think it, i think it's positive and, and you know the time wasting it you know it's part of the game um and, and so you kind of accept that but you know we i think we can control we can control all that from the beginning um, by being by being strong at home and, and having really good performances here. Last question, Paul. We'll go to Emily. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking a couple minutes here. Um, going off of that last question, um, Oscar Pereira said that he the sub for Janssen putting in a center back that early in the game was premeditated because he understands how, that this DC United team is so high pressing is has that energy going forward. When you hear that other coaches are seeing the way DC's playing and seeing this attacking, what this attacking style, how does it feel? How exciting is it to kind of be a part of that team that goes out after it? Yeah, you know, it's it's obviously it's obviously exciting, right? And and I I, I think teams should be should be scared of of the way that we play and, and especially, you know, obviously the, 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 the injury stuff is, is obviously a bummer for our team, but, but, you know, if we can get past that and, and get a bunch of guys healthy, I think we have so many, you know, attacking threats going forward um, that it's going to be difficult for teams to, to, to control us um, and, and to really, um, you know, take points off of us. Um, you know, I, I was actually just talking about it with, with Edison that, that, you know, when they put in the, when they put in the third center back, it was, it, it kind of changed for us. It was very, it was, it became a little more difficult, right. Where, where we weren't, we didn't really seem to be able to really get in behind as much um, because, you know, they, they had that, that, that third center back. So obviously credit to, to Oscar and, and, and their team and their staff for to, you know, to, to recognize that. But um, yeah, you know, it, it is exciting. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of people are, are giving us credit right now. Um, and, and don't believe in us too much. And that's fine. You know, we're, we're okay with that because, you know, we, we, you know, we, we know we have the, the capability to be, to be a great team this season and accomplish great things. Um, so going forward, obviously, you know, we put the ball in the back of the net um, more times than the other team and <laughs> we'll win a lot of games. Oh, that's it, buddy. Thanks, man. No worries. Thank you guys. All right, folks. Thanks so much. We'll have the recording as always.